Hey y'all, what is up? This is your girl Michaela. We are here with another episode of Soul Sessions. I'm so fucking extra. <laughs> y'all, I haven't done an episode by myself in a really, really long time. Wow. This is nice. I mean, I love chatting it up with people. I love talking story with people. Um, I really love doing podcasts with guests, but it's nice to have a refreshing, you know, solo dolo episode every now and then. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> this episode, we're really going to be, um, hopping into a Q and a, so, um, <laughs> no one really requested to be on <laughs> I just thought it would be fun to do. So I posted on my Instagram questions um or I posted on my Instagram an opportunity for people to ask whatever the fuck they wanted and I told them I'd answer I'd answer I'd answer I'd answer it honestly and keep them anonymous so without further ado uh we have quite a few questions so I'm gonna jump into it all right so let's jump into it so the first question was what inspired you to start a podcast huh (laughs) i might have addressed this in the first episode the intro um but i think my motivation and my inspiration kind of consistently evolves as i continuously going but originally um i have always wanted to start a podcast or actually let me not say i've always wanted to Um, it was something that I wanted to do. It wasn't something that I was like, oh my God, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to blow up and I'm going to make it this like big thing. It was just something that I was like, you know what? I really enjoy having deep ass conversations with people. Why not have them and broadcast them all over? Like I get really inspired when, um, I'm in almost essentially like collaboration with people and we're just bouncing off of each other's energy and we're just having these deep intellectual, you know, passionate conversations. And those are like the tabletop conversations that me and my homegirls have, like, as you guys can see, you know, besides the, the fun dating fuckboy conversations, <laughs> for the most part, me and my friends, we, we have these, these deep ass conversations and those are really just a normal topic. Um, of conversation. And I really wanted to broadcast those, you know, I find so much liberation in speaking my truth. And I find so much inspiration in hearing other people just be unapologetic about their shit about their swag and just really speaking what's on their mind. Um, Opening my throat chakra was not an easy thing for me to do. Um, I used to never really voice my opinion. Um, I used to be pretty go with the flow, but go with the flow because I don't want to start conflict or, you know, type of thing. Like, and I, I really, I'm really glad I've stepped into somebody who isn't afraid to speak up and is a, isn't afraid to have, you know, those a little more challenge, these a little more challenging conversations. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what what inspired me to start my podcast. Um, I also love listening to podcasts and I receive like a lot of motivation from them. So I figured, you know what, if my podcast can help inspire, you know, at least one person, then I've done my job. If I can inspire and touch one person's heart, if I can help encourage just one person to heal, this is another way of me 
kind of outreach. Um, so if I can inspire just one person, then I've done my job. And I'm really, really happy I've started it. I love it. This has been the most fun journey. <laughs> um, you know, there are times where I do feel a little tapped out and uh, I'm just not motivated to record and that happens. But when the flow just happens and when I'm in my groove and I'm in my space, man, that shit feels so fucking great. It feels amazing. Um, let's see. Okay. Second question. I'm going to make this kind of a brief episode, not too crazy long since I've been hitting y'all with like hour and a half episodes, you know, you know, I like to talk, (laughs) but, um, okay. Next question is, do you see yourself staying in Hawaii? And yes, I do. I do see myself staying here. Do I see myself staying here permanently um, for the rest of my life? No, because I currently can't see myself staying in one spot for the rest of my life. (laughs) You get me? Um, I definitely feel like I haven't explored enough yet, and I would love to live in another area. Um, To be honest with you, I probably will go back to California, um... Who knows? I'm from SoCal. Who knows? I might end up in the Bay, you know, (laughs) probably not. But um, I love it here. I absolutely love it. I love the culture. I love the people. I love the food. Um, I really love living here, but it is extremely financially straining um, to live here. And realistically, it wouldn't be a smart decision for me to choose to stay here. Um, I might end up here. Like I might leave and then come back here, but I don't know. I can't predict what's going to happen in 10 minutes. I can't predict what's going to happen in 10 years. Um, But for what I do know right now is I love it here. I enjoy my job. I definitely see myself being here for a good couple more years. Um, But Like I said, you never know what opportunity is going to arise. I don't like to have anything super, super concrete. You know, if I received an insane opportunity tomorrow, I would definitely have to think about it, you know, but you never know what's going to happen. I I actually almost moved off island, to be honest, Um, off record. I almost moved off island. I almost moved down to San Diego. Uh, I hope no one from my job is listening to this. (laughs) And if you are, don't tell my boss. But I almost took a job offer in San Diego. Uh, The job offer ended up not working out the way um, we kind of expected it to. So it kind of fell through. Um, But I was going to do it. I actually, once I made the decision, like, yeah, I'm going to do it it fell through. So I took that as the universe telling me, you know, you're not done here yet. Um, You still have a long ways to go. You still have lessons to learn. And we brought you here for a reason. And um, maybe I haven't fully figured out that reason yet. I do know that, um, you know, I definitely am not done here yet. I, I feel it in my heart that I'm not done here yet. Um, so we'll see where life goes. 
<laughs> we'll see where life goes. Y'all, I never wanted, again, another side note, but I never wanted kids. Like, if you knew me, you know I really never wanted kids. Like, I was always like, nah, I'm good. I'll be Auntie Michaela. Um, there's like a 13, 12, 13 year age gap between me and my siblings. So I legit feel like I've already raised two children. Um, and I partially did <laughs> raise those kids. So a good part of me never, ever, ever wanted kids. I was like, no, I'm good just being the auntie for forever. You know, like I'm, I'm solid. I'm tight. I moved here. And ever since I got here, I cannot get rid of this motherfucking baby fever. <laughs> like, I just love the family. Um like environment here i i would write i would definitely raise a kid here um i don't know if i'd raise a kid if i moved back to california but <laughs> i would definitely raise a child here i living on this island makes me want to have kids and i never thought i'd say that i never thought i'd say that but um yeah i i want i want to i want my little cakey i do so We'll see what happens. <laughs> Please don't take that as me saying I'm going to get pregnant and have a baby because I'm not. Grandma, disclaimer, I'm not having no baby yet. But, uh, yeah, I, I love the family and cultural dynamic here. I love that everything is very family orientated. I love, um, you know, just, just, I love that. You know, that's something I, I didn't receive much as a kid. And I, I would love to have that in my life. And and now I, I know, like, I can go take that and implement that anywhere I end up. Like, if I decide to move to, you know, fucking Maryland, I can implement that. Not that I would ever decide to move to Maryland, because what the fuck is in Maryland? But, you know, no offense to anyone who's from Maryland. <laughs> I just like to stay on the West Coast, you know. I'm going to just stay West Coast, baby all day um but anywho let me go into the next question <laughs> all right so next question is what does 2020 look like for you and to be honest 2020 looks like healing um 2019 was 2018 was a huge healing year for me that's when i decided to move here and when i first moved here i did do a lot of healing i did do a lot of healing and then 2019 came around and I really started investing a lot of my energy into building friendships, building relationships, you know, um, really stabilizing myself in my career, really trying to build a routine, you know, just like adjusting. So a big part of 2019 was adjusting and juggling and being social, even though my antisocial ass, my friends probably listen to this and they're like, bitch, you weren't social. <laughs> Because I stay up in my house on the weekends. But, um, you know, I, I feel like a lot of 2019, I really didn't focus a lot of energy on my healing. Um, and a lot of that was deflected in, you know, my dating dating scene and building friendships and relationships. Um, so not that that was a bad thing. Like, don't take that as it was a distraction from my healing. It's just, to be honest with you, my main focus was not was not healing. It was not. So... 2020 looks like healing for me. Um, I'm back in therapy. So I found a therapist that I really, really like on islands. Um, her name is Christine. She is super, super sweet. She was recommended to me by a coworker. And um, I absolutely love her. She is so awesome. We, our first session, I was just like, oh yeah, girl. Like, 
oh yeah girl you the one <laughs> you know and and for those of you whom have you know seen multiple therapists you know it doesn't always work that way you know sometimes you see it it's like dating honestly picking a therapist is kind of like dating sometimes you go see a therapist and you try them out like once or twice and then you're like mm, you know what this ain't it you ain't the one for me um sometimes you go see them once and you're like oh my god can we can you marry me like i mean obvious you, you get what i'm saying get can you be my therapist, please? Um, so I really love her. So I really want to focus a lot of energy on um, healing and um, upholding my word to myself. So I have made a lot of promises to myself that I have not held up. And I'm not going to beat myself up over that. Um, I'm not going to sit here and hound myself and be like, damn, bitch, like, you really didn't do fucking shit. Like, you didn't do anything that you said you were going to do. You're a fucking failure, this and this. No, 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 no. I'm not going to beat myself up, up over it. I did what I needed to do. Um, I don't, you know, I did what I needed to do. I don't even need to justify it. Um, but there are a lot of promises that I made to myself that I haven't uphold, upheld, and I really want to get better at up respecting myself um to the point where I uphold my promises and my boundaries with me um so 2020 <laughs> I don't expect it to be an easy year I expect it to be a little bit more challenging um mentally but I also expect it to be a catalyst for growth I'm really, really, really trying to step in alignment with passion more. I'm trying to step in alignment with the humanitarian side of me. I really want to connect with working with youth, a big passion project of mine. My one of my like absolute goals is to one day open a nonprofit um, for young women where it's like almost like a like um I don't want to say YMCA because I no almost like just like a hangout area where it's like you can come in you can literally just kick it if you want to kick it um but you can also you know come in and we have workshops about you know how to file taxes how to pick insurance how to buy a home you know we also have topics about self-love and bo body positivity and you know having consensual safe sex and how to uphold boundaries also like you know if shit if you like kinks like you're into bdsm like let's talk about that and how we can have those like safe those experiences safely how you can experiment with your sexuality um in a safe protected manner really just a space for women um, to feel like they can be unapologetically themselves. Like they don't have to uphold a facade to be anything else but them. Um, I really want to create opportunities for women of color to network. Um, I would love for my space to be a place where, you know, other women entrepreneurs can come and essentially like teach courses and talk about their stories and their journeys and just just like a home of of healing, a space of protection, a space of growth. Um, this has been a dream of mine for a while. And to be honest with you, I don't even know if that's how the vision is going to pan out. Like in my head, this is something that I want to do, but in t like 10 years, is that how it's going to look? I don't know. I don't know how my passion is going to manifest, but what I do know is I have a lot of passion that aligns with, 
um, really just helping other women be the best versions of of themselves. And that's become an internalized mission. You know, that's become a mission because that's my mission for myself. And um, yeah, I want to step into my passion a lot more in 2020. So however that looks, whether it just be volunteering once a month or, you know, um, becoming like an assistant cheer coach or some shit like actually I take that back my ass is way too out of shape to be an assistant cheer coach but um just really being more engaged and more involved and upholding the boundaries and promises I have with myself and really just investing energy and healing and focusing back on me essentially um all right <laughs> so next question so next question is what is the best self-care tip that you found in Hawaii? best self-care tip girl best self-care tip go to the beach for me the beach is extremely healing extremely grounding it always has been um even when i lived in cali and the beach was like an hour away hour and a half away i'd still go just by myself just to sit there and ground myself and read and just to be at peace and and find you know peace and serenity and um the beach to me is the most healing grounding place that i can be uh which is perfect that i live on this island (laughs) so my best self-care tip is find a beach that you feel really connected to i have one spot that i feel very very comfortable and very very connected to i go to that spot by myself all the time honestly when i first moved here i was going by myself like once a week um minimum you know so find a spot that you feel really really like tight that you feel really really comfortable at that you feel like almost like a little spiritual connection to and go and ground yourself, you know, bring your crystals, um, journal, bring your speaker, listen to some good music, meditate, literally just make that space, your little safe, serene, safe, serenity space. Um, and make sure you allow yourself to do that by yourself. It's hard to step out of your comfort zone. Um, and for a lot of people, they won't do things by themselves. I was one of those people. I would not do anything by myself, um, to be honest with you. Like when I lived in Cali and I had hella friends, there were so many things that I wanted to do that I just wouldn't ever do because I didn't have a friend who would go with me, you know? And one of the things that I had to get used to really quickly when I moved here is guess what? You don't have that comfort zone. You don't have that protection layer anymore. You are by yourself here. Are, are you going to just not do anything until you have friends? You know, so that was me. I was like, wow, like if I choose to stay in that mentality, like I'm literally never going to explore this island. I'm never going to, you know, do things that make me happy because I'm always waiting on someone else. I'm always waiting for someone else to allow myself to experience that happiness. So, um, do it alone and get comfortable with doing things alone. That is a big self-care tip um, is get comfortable with doing things alone and, you know, take your ass to the beach. Go. I love doing my new moon and full moon rituals at the beach. So I'll, I'll go to the beach if they're during the week. To be honest, I really don't go because my ass is a grandma and I don't got parking here. So if you know parking's wild, like if I don't come home after work, 
I'm a park like a mile, two miles away. Um, I'm being very dramatic, <laughs> but, um, you know, a bitch doesn't like to do that. So, uh, if it's on the weekend, I'll usually go and do my like new moon and full moon rituals at the beach. I'll journal my intentions, my manifestations, my goals, and, um, I'll really just take that time for myself. And that's something I really, really enjoy doing. Um, another self-care tip is, uh, pick up a hobby and when people told me that, I was like, fuck, I hate when people say that because I hate when people ask, like, what's your hobby? I'm like, what the fuck? I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't have a hobby. Like, I'm not fucking eight years old and I play soccer on the side and soccer is my hobby. Like, what 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 is my hobby as an adult? You know, <laughs> so I used to fucking hate that question. Um, but moving here, you got to do something to fucking occupy your time. So so find something that you enjoy doing, and you don't have to like fully commit to consistently doing it. Just like try different hobbies and and just do different things. Like I started like painting uh fl- like um plant pots, like doing like dot work. And oh my god, that was so therapeutic, like just tapping into that creative outlet and um, like painting and creating those like um, designs and stuff like that, you know, tapping into that creative flow was just so therapeutic for me. It was like instantly in touch with my inner child, Um, you know, my solar plexus was just thriving, but I definitely recommend finding something that you enjoy, whether that be like Oh, I just like, you know, doing yoga on the park, in the park. Um, you know, you like to go to the beach and surf or you, it doesn't even have to be nothing crazy. Like, fuck, start a podcast, read a book like your hobby can be reading, <laughs> you know, start making like bead necklaces. I don't know. Do something. But, um, you know, pick something and try some new shit. So, yeah. I don't know if that really directly answered the question. I think it did, though. I think so. <laughs> Okay, next question. Um, let's see. Uh, if you could take back one thing that happened in the past three years, what would it be and why? Fuck, this is a hard one. And, you know, I purposefully didn't allow myself to prepare my answers because get get this, get this, because I knew if I had pre-prepared my answers, I was going to sit there and re-record this fucking episode 10 times. I was sorry if I have like a little lisp. I bit the shit out of my tongue and it's like low key swollen, but I really wanted to record this episode. (laughs) So excuse me if I'm talking a little weird, but anywho, um, I purposefully allowed my, or I purposefully told myself like not to prepare my answers for any of these questions because I really wanted them to be raw and authentic and on the spot. I didn't want them to be like, really scripted answers because I know myself I would have read over them 10 times and written them to sound the most beautiful like eloquently answered and I just wanted to keep it raw and real with y'all so um honestly this is a really fucking hard question because uh I feel like the spiritual Michaela in me the grown you know the growth in me is gonna be like you know I wouldn't take anything back because everything that happened has shaped me to be the person that I am today and it's all defining character you know things and um yes that is true everything especially the negative hard shit all of that shit that happened um definitely has shaped me into the person that I am today and I am really grateful to endure 
what I endured and to come out the other end of it because I'm really fucking proud of the person that I am today. And I know I wouldn't be me at all if I hadn't experienced what I needed to experience in the time. Um, So honestly, if I could take back um, one thing, I think it would be my carelessness. Um, I can get really careless sometimes and I get like, I can just get fucking reckless and I don't need to be like that. You know, um, I, I think I like, I get in this bad habit of like self-destruction and, um, yeah, I'm not going to go into any like specific examples because it's getting a little too personal. (laughs) If you have questions, you could DM me. But I I get into this like self-destructive behavior sometimes where I just like go, go, go. And I don't really think about any repercussions that come with things. And um, it's not the fact that I know or that I don't know that I'll experience like a negative outcome of my actions. It's more so of the fact of I like have this mentality of like, I really don't give a fuck. Why does it matter anyways? Like, I don't care. And so there are times where I find myself in positions where I'm being really fucking reckless and um if I could take anything back, I think I would take back the mindset of that. I would take back, I I guess that trails back way more than three years, but, um, I would definitely take back those times where I've just been really fucking reckless and I've made some really careless decisions. Um, because there, for as like, quote woke, I fucking hate saying woke. I don't know why. Every time I say it, it like makes me cringe a little. (laughs) Um, but you know, for for as evolved as I am and for as much growth and healing, I'm still human. Um, I still have a hell of a lot more learning to go. I don't know it all. None of us know it all. Um, I, I really am not perfect and I never, ever, ever have claimed to be. And I've done some fucked up shit. Like, I, I really have hurt some people um, for as cool as I am and for as beautiful or as like beautiful as my heart and is and as caring as I am I can be really fucking heartless and reckless and I don't think about how my actions may affect other people so um yeah I guess I would take back the lack of sensitivity and the lack of empathy and like the the carelessness and recklessness that I've had even just within the past three years um you know so like I I seen this quote on Instagram where it was like you know um I apologize if you know, I've ever been a a toxic person in someone else's life. Um, I apologize if I've ever inhibited anyone else's growth. And I apologize if I've ever been, you know, a really negative character in someone else's life. And um, the reality is, is you don't get to decide how your actions, like, affect other people. You know, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I don't even know if I'm getting what I'm saying at that. But like, I don't get like, if I hurt somebody, I don't get to tell them that their hurt is invalid. I just have to fucking own up to the fact that my actions hurt somebody, whether that was my intention or not. Um, so yeah, I lost a lot of, oh, okay. I'm back. (laughs) Um, I was like, oh, I lost it, but I'm back. So, you know, I I do, I'm going to just, I guess, take the moment to just say I do apologize because I know there's been people that I have hurt and um, there have been people that I, 
situations that I wish I could have done differently um, that, you know, maybe I, I avoided because I really hate confrontation and maybe I handled the situation in a real funky, like timid manner when I should have just been straight up and honest. And um, maybe I shouldn't have said some of the shit that I said. And um, I do apologize because I know I've been not the best. Um, I know I have definitely made my past mistakes um, I wish I would have treated some past friendships with grace um, rather than with the the lack of empathy. Um, where am I even going with this? You know, to be honest with you, me and my like old best friend Amber had this like really big falling out. And for those of you who know me, know me, you know Amber because she was my ride or die like ever since high school. And um, we had this, like, really big falling out. And I, I really want to take a moment to, I guess, like, publicly apologize um, whether she listens to this or not. You know, I, her and I have already, like, hashed it out. Um, I've already apologized to her. Um, we've already, like, made our amends and we're cool. But I really want to take a moment to really just acknowledge the fact that I was a fucking asshole. Um, her and I had this really big falling out. And I'm not going to go into details of the falling out. But I had zero empathy in the situation when she was in a situation that she was in and I apologize because I look back now and I'm almost embarrassed at how poorly I handled the situation. And, um, you know, I was hurt and I felt how I felt, but I could have handled the situation a lot better, especially since I experienced a very similar situation that she had experienced after our falling out. And, after experiencing that situation, oh my God, I was hurting so bad. Like I hurt so bad. So I can only imagine how she was hurting. And then for me to act the way that I acted as her best friend and, um, you know, to put her in that situation and um, really have such a decreased level of sensitivity when she probably just really needed someone to be there for her and to understand. So I apologize, girl. I was fucked. I, you know, I'm really not even going to make excuses. I just know I've learned a lot from that situation. And I really, really hope that deep down, you know, my heart and deep down, I know your heart. And even though we're not tight, like how we used to be today, like I still fucking love you. Oh, I'm emotional today. Um, I still fucking love you. And I would still go to the ends of the earth for you. Um, and you'll still be present. You know, you'll still get an invite to my wedding. You'll still get an invite to the baby showers. You'll still get an invite, you know, to the family get togethers and shit like that. And I, I really love you, girl. And I got a lot of love for you. And that'll never change. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on to the next topic now because I'm crying. <laughs> Y'all know. Ooh, okay. Let me get it together. Um, yeah. So I hope that answers that question. <laughs> okay. So next question. Um, do you think there is someone for everyone? Yes, I do. I do believe there is someone for everyone. I don't believe that always looks like in the form of romance. Um, so I think a lot of people think, you know, oh, like I'm going to find my twin flame. I'm going to find my soulmate. 
this and this and this and this. And, you know, it's really directly associated with I'm going to find that one romantic partner I knew in another lifetime. And it's just going to be absolutely amazing, world changing and this and this and this. And I don't always think your twin flame and your soulmate come in the form of a romantic partner. I think a lot of the times they come in forms of friendship and just being able to acknowledge that love is um, really like a whole nother level, you know, like um, my best friend, Brianna, that bitch is my soulmate, soulmate, <laughs> you know, um, do I think you can have more than one soulmate? Yes. Um, but I can fully acknowledge that, you know, even if I don't find a partner, I know I've found my people, you know, I found my people on this planet. I found the people whom really really have my heart and who really carry my heart you know my girl Des too she's one of those people where I'm just like wow like I me and Des were family in another lifetime I think I've known that bitch in like 10 other lifetimes because it's quite remarkable how little like how short we've known each other really we've only known each other for like two three years so for as short as we know we've known each other and for has out Blah, blah, blah. As much love as we have for each other. And, um, you know, I, I do think there are, there is someone for everyone. Um, I just, again, think that that doesn't always come in the form of romance. Um, and then when it does come to romance, I think that, I, mm, let me not speak on anyone else except for me. I'm going to just speak on me. One thing I am trying harder to do is I'm trying to focus more on seeing the qualities of a person like from a friendship standpoint before I see the qualities of a person from a romantic standpoint. Um, because to be honest with you, the romance fades, like the romance goes up and down, looks fade, um, you know, sex drives fade or they fluctuate, you know, so all those like factors change and yeah, they're important to some extent, but at the end of the day, who do you want to spend the rest of your life with? Like when it boils down to their soul and their heart, who do you want to spend your, the rest of your life with? So most of those times, like my best friends, they will be my best. I mean, they, I don't know if they will or if they won't, but I have no intention of letting them out of my life. <laughs> so I want, you know, their hearts are hearts that I love and I look at and I'm trying to translate those type of characteristic traits into like what I look for in a romantic partner and um, really just focusing on the person's soul. So baby, I hope you find your person. I hope you found your people. I hope you feel loved and I hope you feel hugged like in the warmth in the presence of the people that you really care about. Um, I think everyone deserves to find love. And we as a society need to do better at allowing ourselves to experience love. And not labeling it any other thing. You know. But, anywho. <laughs> so, next question. How did you build your career? Oh, this is a little more serious of a question. Okay, let me put on my scientific goggles and my lab coat. Welcome to microbiologist Michaela Laboratory. <laughs> this is stupid. Okay. <laughs> All right. So how did I build my career? Um, I, for those of you who don't know, I work in water quality. 
I currently work in quality assurance. My background is in microbiology. Um, I started my career. Uh, I'll, I'll start from the jump. Okay, so I originally was going to school for nursing. All right. And so I was going to school for pre-nursing um, right when I was about to basically start nursing school. I, I swear to you, I woke up one day and was like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. It literally was like I woke up and I was like, oh, fuck, no, I can't do this. Like, I, I can't I can't live this for the rest of my life. Mind you, a good amount of my life, I was literally a nurse to my brother. So. Thinking like for me. That always, like, was the easy answer of my motivation when people are like, oh, what motivated you to be a nurse? My brother, you know, seeing how the nurses care and love on my brother, I I hope to provide that for another person's family. And the reality is, is I've spent so much of my life already basically being a nurse. I mean, not downplaying any other nurse because my, I mean being a nurse in a hospital is a lot different, you know, and is a lot more challenging when you have multiple patients than, you know, taking care of your little brother when there's no nurse. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, my brother's medically fragile. Uh, ew, let me take that back. I really don't like that saying. He has a rare muscular disease called myotubular myopathy. He's wheelchair bound. He is on a ventilator. He's on a G-tube. He is, um, has 24-7 full nursing. The works, the works. Um, he cannot walk. He cannot speak. He's trached. Um, so he needs full assistance to live. He needs assistance to breathe. He needs assistance to eat. He needs assistance. He can't walk. You know, he needs assistance to move, to do regular, schmegular, basic shit that we take for granted every single day. And when I say we, I'm definitely calling out myself because I take for granted um, just the ability to fucking walk. But... Um, so yeah, I, I woke up one day and I was like, I can't, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I just really can't, you know, um, I dedicated a lot of my life to serving my family and serving my brother. And this was a moment for me that I was like, I'm going to do the industry such a disservice because I'm not passionate about this anymore. I'm just not. And I feel like nursing is in industry where if you're not passionate, like just don't be a fucking nurse because people are literally depending upon you to like essentially save their lives essentially. Okay. So, um, anywho, long story short, my microbiology professor at the time was launching a biotechnology program. So she had mentioned it to me. She was like, I think you should join it. I think you'll really like it. It's a one year program. You end up getting a certificate in biotechnology and biomanufacturing and um, it, it was the first program that they, the school had ever done. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I got nothing to lose. Let's do it. I had no clue what the fuck biotechnology and biomanufacturing was. Absolutely no clue. I loved the course. Oh, my God. I fucking loved it. I loved lab work. I just loved doing hands-on shit. I loved, that was my favorite part of microbiology was the lab. So actually being able to do that, like as a job was dope. Um, so my professor had sent me over, um, a job application, um, for a private water testing lab in California and basically said, you know, they're hiring. I think you're a really good fit. I think you should apply. And it was for environmental science, you know, private drinking water lab. I never wanted to be in environmental science. I was like, no, 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 no. I want to do clinical work. 
I want to eventually go back to school, get my CLS and go do clinical work. Or I want to work in like pharma. I know. Crazy. My fucking hippie dippy ass wanted to work in pharma at one point in time in my life. I know. Don't come for me. Um, So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. There's no harm in just exploring an interview. And there is no harm. So I went in. I ended up getting the job. Uh, The job was actually a pay cut uh, from what I currently was doing, which was retail management. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. You know, I understand it's going to take a moment to adjust. It's going to be a little more difficult. Um, It was a pay cut, but it was an hourly pay cut, but it was increased hours. So I I wasn't working full-time, full-time. I was working like partially part-time, full-time. And this job was 40 hours full-time and you worked hella overtime. So I was like, you know what? Let's do it. I don't think I'm ready by any means, but these people believe in me and let's do it. So I got a job as a lab tech in the microbiology lab. And I basically worked up from a lab tech to a scientist, from a scientist to the microbiology group lead. And that's the title that I held when I left the company um, and got the job here in Hawaii. So I ended up You know, now I work in quality assurance, which is not directly in the laboratory. So what quality assurance boils down to is um, you basically make sure the laboratory has legal, legally defensible data um, and that the data can stand up and can be held within like a court of law and can stand properly, a.k.a. your ass is on everything. Everything has to be traceable. Everything has to be documented. Everything has to, you have to be able to trace back a singular thing all the way back to the manufacturer damn near. And um, also making sure the laboratories um, are accredited and they maintain their accreditation. Um, And that's just like a lump sum, you know, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. And um, it was a huge transition for me because I was so used to working in the laboratory for so long. I was so used to doing the hands-on bread and butter work. And then now I'm in the behind the scenes and I'm a little bit more in like a management position as in I'm making sure, you know, the people who are doing the bread and butter work are doing the right work, you know? Um, So I don't have my degree. I do not have my bachelor's. I have an associate's and I have a certificate in biomanufacturing. And I want to say what got me here today is my work ethic. My work ethic got me here hands down because I busted my fucking ass. I worked so hard. I took advantage of every opportunity I humanly possibly could. Um, looking back, you know, it sucked because there were moments where I was like, damn, like I'm, I'm consistently being taken advantage of, like I'm doing the manager's job and I'm just a lab tech. Like I'm doing everyone else's job essentially. But when you look at it from a viewpoint of this is an opportunity for me to learn how to be a manager. And guess what? Now I can apply this and I can say I'm qualified. So, um, I really took advantage of those opportunities and yeah, I bitched and moaned about them because, you know, (laughs) sometimes, you know, not everything looks like a peachy clean 
perfect positive opportunity. Sometimes a bitch is just tired. Sometimes I'm just fucking tired. And I was hella tired at the job that I used to work at. It was a major production lab. Um, we were processing over 10,000 samples a month. Just exhausting. Ex- like completely exhausting. It's not made for everybody. And microbiology is such a quick turnaround rate. Like you have to be able to keep up with the pace. You have to be able to perform. You have to be able to do everything accurately um, because one mistake can invalidate an entire batch of samples, you know, and you don't have that luxury. So I basically mastered my job. I mastered my craft. Um, I took every opportunity I could to learn. I really, really worked my ass off. And I really was a leader when no one asked me to be. I led because that's just who I am. And those opened opportunities for me that I've stepped into today. Um, And I'm praying that I'll continue to have opportunities that will arise in the future because my work ethic speaks louder than any accreditation. Um, it's still a goal for me to get my my bachelor's, and I'm st- I'm in school. I'm still trying to finish it. <laughs> it's really hard working full time and going to school and trying to finish everything. Um, I'm I'm finishing up online, and it's really challenging, but it's going to be worth it. And I just keep telling myself, you know, you didn't do all that work for nothing. Just fucking finish the degree. Like at this point, you know. So if you have any questions, uh, feel free to slide in my DMs because that's a little brief overview. If you are looking specifically to get into the biotechnology, biomanufacturing, environmental science, water quality industry, uh, hit me up. If you want, if you have questions, like specific questions, and you are looking for um, some tips, some guidance, even if you want me to take a look at your resume, you know, um, send it over my way. I'd be more than happy to. Um, All right. So next question, what inspires you? Where do you pull motivation from? What inspires me? Honestly, what inspires me is seeing other women step into the best version of themselves. And I know that sounds really cheesy and I've know, I know I've consistently said it in many different forms, but at the end of the day, it really, really fucking inspires me. When I, people, when I see people just rise up and succeed, I love that like my heart just overfills with joy when I speak from an authentic space and someone else tells me you know you know those words changed my life that is extreme motivation for me like I get so overwhelmed I just instantly cry because I always said if I can just change if I can just change one person if I can just make my mark with one person you know, then I've done my job. And I've had so many people reach out to me and thank me. And I want to take a moment to thank you guys who reach out to me. um, Because you guys, I I really could, I can't describe in words how much that means to me. Like, as cheesy as it sounds, and some people might think like, wow, bitch, you get motivation from being told that you motivate people like, (laughs) you know, but receiving those those really nice words, they're very affirming that I'm in I'm on the right track and I'm walking in my purpose and I do I, I'm I'm making a difference here, you know, and my presence on this earth does have a positive impact. And every single time I hear someone tell me, you know, even if it's just something as simple as like, thank you for posting that quote, you know, it it really 
you know, brightened up my day or, you know, I listened to your podcast and I can totally assimilate. Thank you so much for your insight. You know, thank you so much for just sharing kind words. Thank you for complimenting me today. You know, you changed my, you turned my day around, you know, just hearing shit like that really, really motivates me. Um, I also receive a lot of motivation. Uh, <laughs> I read a lot of personal development books and I listen to a, also a lot of other podcasts. Um, so I, I really like following people who are also in alignment with that purpose and that kind of fuels the fire. But, you know, I'm still human. There are days where I'm just not motivated. I'm not passionate. I'm just going through the motions and I try not to do that. Um, I try to ground myself and remind myself there's always a bigger picture, but shit, girl, we human, we human. Um, so thank you. Thank you to every person who's, who's really been kind enough to reach out and who's really just <laughs> been receptive. I appreciate you guys. Um, I also find a lot of motivation and inspiration in being whom I needed to be as a kid. Um, I always say that I've, I've said, you know, the Michaela I am today is who I needed as a kid and who I needed was somebody to tell me that it's going to be okay, baby girl, that, you know, your size doesn't fucking define who you are as a person, that you're allowed to have sad days and that doesn't make you weak. And that, you know, even on your roughest day, even on your toughest, shittiest day, you are still enough and you are still worthy and you still deserve all the fucking love this world has to give you and baby girl your worth is above rubies okay I needed somebody like that as a kid and I hope I can be that for other kids I hope I can be that for my sister um I have a younger sister and I I really hope I can instill you know just greatness in her and she's already great you know she doesn't need anything instilled in her I I hope I can support it and I hope that I can instill a positive message in her heart and I hope she grows up knowing that she's always worthy worthy and she's always enough and um you know I I, I hope I can be who I needed for her but anywho, let me go to the next question. Uh, it says, not much of a question, but how are you? What's a life update? So life update. Uh, I turned 25. Woo, Libra. My Libra season is over. Libra season was shitty as fuck. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm going to be a Debbie Downer. Um, but I turned 25. Yay. That was cool. What else? Um <laughs> But what else? But yeah, so I've been um, really just trying. I've, I've kind of taken a little bit of a step back. I've just just been trying to focus on me. Um, I have some big things planned. Um, we're, we're planning some big things down the road in the future. Um, I'm not going to speak on them yet because they're not solidified. Um, but I'm really, really trying to check off something that has been on my vision board for um, like three years now. And... I'm doing, I'm hopefully doing it, you know, with someone whom I really, really love and trust, and I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. Um, this is something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time and, and something that I've really, really wanted to create. So I'm really excited to, to hopefully have the opportunity to do it before the year is over. Um, so that's kind of in the works right now. Um, let's see. Dating. I'm... <laughs> 
I just gotta laugh. My dating life is a fucking mess. I'm over it. I'm really over men right now. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be one of those fucking bitches, okay? I'm over it. I'm over all of y'all. Stay away from me. <laughs> Your girl got her heart broke. So, yeah. Um, I got ghosted by somebody that I really fucking cared for and I really, really had love for and I really trusted. And yeah that broke me like that that really no i take that back that did not break me um that hurt me really deeply um that really really scratched deeper than the surface and i'm healing from that currently i was really fucking angry at first like really angry and then i got really sad and then i had to remind myself like you are not disposable you are not replaceable you are not one of a kind bitch and their actions are a pure reflection of them and it has nothing to fucking do with you nothing to do with you and your worth so whatever the fuck is going on between with them that's them and guess what if this is how they're going to choose to project their feelings when i thought we were in a position where we can communicate better then they're proving to you they're not in a mature enough place to maybe even have just a platonic friendship with you. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at with dating. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to actively date. I'm really just trying to stay in my lane. Um, yeah, I'm trying to heal from that and I'm trying to remind myself, you know, um, I I'm still worthy of love and I'm still worthy of everything that I, I put out, you know, reciprocal, relationships are hard to come by unfortunately and I deserve I'm worthy of that I'm deserving of that and I won't settle for anything less I fucking refuse to settle I I really refuse to settle so yeah your girl is still single and not open to mingle <laughs> I am not so do not come barking at my door <laughs> baby boy <laughs> I mean, but if you like fine, fine, and like you woke and you're like a reformed hood, then call me, you know, I can make arrangements. <laughs> I'm a mess. But um, yeah, honestly, I'm just trying to focus on my healing. Uh, that moment for me was kind of a wake up call that I am not as quote, uh, healed. I, I don't like saying that I'm not as, um, evolved in my healing journey as I thought I was and that's okay I'm allowing myself to have grace with myself and say you know what you don't always have to have it always all together it's okay to not have it all together 24 7 and you know we're gonna figure it out so that's where I'm at that's my life oh um that's my life um <laughs> I moved offices at my job uh shit your girl's trying to get back into the gym um, I miss, oh my God, like if you knew like skinny fit Michaela, bruh, <laughs> I used to have these fucking thighs that my quads would just like stick out. Ooh, I, ooh, I still love my thighs. My thighs and my legs are like my favorite feature about myself. Um, but your girl's trying to get back into the gym. I'm trying to, um, just get more movement going, get more energy, stagnant energy moved. And I really miss working out. Like I know sounds crazy. So I miss working out. I miss lifting weights. I miss being in the gym. So I'm trying to jump back into that. Um, I'm really trying to 
focus on me. So that's what I'm doing. End of 2019, just taking some time to just indulge in me to kind of focus on my family. Um, and then 2020, just, you know, heal and journal those those other goals that I have. <laughs> um, but that really concludes uh, the episode. I'm, I'm only allowed to record 60 minutes. So that's all the questions that I can answer. Um, I'll do another Q&A where we can answer more questions. But thank you to every single person who asked questions. That be, Like, it really made me so fucking happy. I was like, damn, am I about to have to make up some questions? Because I just put it out there that I'm doing a Q&A and I got no questions. But y'all came through. Y'all asked some really good questions. And I'm really, really happy um, that I was able to answer these. So thank you so much, guys. Thank you guys for listening and for supporting me. Um, just know I I love y'all so fucking much. Y'all mean the world to me. Um, any advice, you know, my tip for you guys to go into the week is to really journal and to tap back into passion. What are you passionate about? What motivates you? What is something that overfills your cup or that has your cup overflowing? Um, tap back into that. And that doesn't have to look like in the most perfect perfect form of itself it can just be the tiniest ounce of it you know in a form of something that you didn't even think it was um try to tap back into that this week i love you guys i love (laughs) y'all i'm a mess y'all put up with my crazy ass but i love you guys you guys have an amazing week take care um and stay bright baby girl